Welcome to St. Paul's. So glad you're here to welcome and open yourself up to all God's people. We pray that these next few minutes of listening offer you encouragement to continue to choose the way of love. For the season of Lent, we pause to consider what truly will restore us, our families, our neighborhoods, our world. Yesterday, we prayed together again online. We listened to lessons, a sermon, and beautiful music, not from the pews, but in our homes. Listen now to hymn 750, so the day dawns for me. Will you join us in prayer? these stories hit home is because our ancestors in faith knew that the world was a hard place. That the world we live in and the life we live is full of uncertainty and moments of suffering. No matter how we might prepare, vulnerability and mortality are part of being human. And we know that too. But the story of God's people is not one long lament about this reality, or it's not a denial of hardship and suffering. Instead, it's the audacious belief that even in the midst of this reality, God is life. That even in the midst of difficulty, or better, especially in the midst of difficulty, God brings the breath of life. A few years ago, I had the chance to hear a biblical scholar, Walter Brueggemann, give a a series called Finally Comes the Poet, and he was comparing preachers to poets, but mostly he was comparing them to prophets, the prophets of the Bible like Moses and Miriam and Ezekiel and Isaiah and Jesus and Anna and Paul. For Brueggemann, the first duty of the prophet was to cry out for the sake of people who were suffering. She cries out to God for those who have been abandoned, for those who are in need, for those who have lost hope. 
The prophet gives voice to people who need God's presence and deliverance. But the prophet has another role as well. The prophet brings back a word from God, reminding them of God's saving power. In today's account, both Ezekiel and Jesus are with those who are suffering. In the midst of the valley of the dry bones, where all hope has gone to die, Ezekiel stands in the midst of the pain of his people. God asks, what do you think, Ezekiel? Can these bones live? Ezekiel himself shares the despair of his people. Only you know God, and maybe saying under his breath, it looks pretty hopeless to me. At the tomb of Lazarus, Jesus greets Lazarus' sister and all the others mourning for their lost friends, and he weeps in their midst. He's not set apart from their suffering, but stands in the midst of them. So the first part of the prophetic work is to stand deeply in the reality of suffering, the real suffering, standing with those who suffer and not denying the reality of the situation or the pain of those who suffer. It's to be with those who are anxious, wounded, frustrated, and hurting. In our real world, I have to remind myself of that. I have to listen. I have to remind myself to listen deeply to people who are suffering, not trying to fix it, not trying to somehow make it all go away. I have to avoid the temptation to help them or myself escape the discomfort of someone who is suffering in an attempt to try and just make things better. There is great power, prophetic power, in being with. And then, out of that real suffering, God acts. God commands Ezekiel to summon the winds of the spirit of the breath of God to come and fill the lifeless bones. Jesus calls Lazarus to come out. The prophet claims that God will move, that the spirit will bring life even in the most dire of circumstances. All of God's people, you and me, are called to be prophets. To know and proclaim that in the midst of death, there is life. That in the hardest circumstances of life, the spirit is at work. And this knowledge, this faith, gives those who trust in the spirit the courage and the energy to persevere. Take a moment to reflect on this part of the sermon now. How do Thomas's words resonate with you this week? How have you been invited to be with others while they suffer? Notice how you respond.
pray for the gift to be able to simply be so that God may move and have their being in your life and our world. Take a moment now to ask for peace. Thanks for praying here, together. We hope you've been fed. For more invitations to deepen your practice of faith in God, yourself, and others, visit us online at stpaulsburlingame.org or participate in Sunday worship with us. Now that we're online, simply go to our website for the link. We're at Pink Church on the corner of El Camino Real and Bellevue. 415 El Camino Real in Burlingame, California, to be exact. Thanks for going deeper with us. Blessings of peace to you.